cuff i am adam banks thank you for listening to the show and this is another episode of the communication lecture series where i will be focusing on the topic of reaching your audience so in the podcast world of off the cuff this will be episode 143 of the off the cuff podcast episode list but it will be episode 6 of our communication lecture series so sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Communication Lecture Series here on Off the Cuff with this topic focusing on reaching your audience. Speaking to an audience can be one of the most riveting things that you can do. And if you're good at it and you know how to reach your audience, you will feel more accomplished than what you've ever felt. That feeling of being able to say that you have successfully tapped in to your to your audience's feelings and emotion is something that not every single person can do very easily, but it is something that every single person can do. You just got to know how to reach your audience. Every single audience is different. You are never going to have the same audience no matter what. In order to reach your audience, you need to be an audience-centered speaker. That is basically the opposite of a self-centered speaker. An audience-centered speaker is basically someone who knows how to adapt to their audience. It is someone who is focused more on the audience's feelings, the audience emotions, the way the audience is reacting. It's someone who focuses on the audience more than they do themselves. Your complete focus is making sure you, your audience is focused, your audience feels good, your audience likes what you're saying. You're not worried about yourself. This is not your time to be selfish. This is your time to actually be very selfless and make sure that the only people that really matter during your speech is your audience. So what is an audience? An audience is going to be the people who are listening to your speech. An audience-centered speaker is one who tries to connect with listeners and offer them meaningful experience. Your goal is to connect with your audience. And like I said, everywhere your audience is going to be different. You one day might have an audience full of men. You might have an audience full of women. You might have an audience full of senior citizens. You might have an audience full of children. You might have an audience full of Christians. You might have an audience full of atheists. You never know what you're walking into. Sometimes you can get an idea of what you're walking into. You might be made aware ahead of time before you walk into your speech of a little background information about your audience. But I can guarantee you this. Every audience will be different, even if it's the same – in the same category as an audience before. Every single person is an individual. Therefore, every single audience ultimately will be different. There are two tasks that all audience-centered speakers should perform. The first task is to analyze. That is where you find out who your audience is and what they know. 
So this is where you are trying to figure out who your audience is before you get up to speak and try to figure out a little bit about what they know about the speech that you're about to give. Try to try to understand some background information about them. Try to learn everything you can about your audience in advance. Then you can tailor your speech and their interest. Uh, you look directly at the audience. Speak with your enthusiasm and try to reach your listener when you do this. The second thing that you need to do as an audience-centered speaker is to adapt. Adapt the speech to their knowledge level. It's very helpful if you want to sum those two things, analyze and adapt. You can sum it up into one big word, customizing. And uh, customizing is to make or alter to a customer's specifications. So let me give you an example. If you are a car salesman and you are trying to sell a vehicle to a rock and roll group, you might want to show them a van, a van that has a big um, trunk. That way they can store their equipment in there. Um, a, lot, a vehicle with a lot of legroom because there's more than one person. They travel a lot, and they got to have a lot of legroom because a lot of the times they live out of their van. So that car dealer has customized the type of vehicle that they would sell to a rock and roll group contrary to what they would sell a sports car to a 22-year-old single female. Now, it's important to still be honest and not to, to store any information. That is your responsibility as a speaker not to do that. So just all in all, make sure you prepare a separate analysis of each audience that you are delivering to. Um, it is a mistake to think that if a speech works well with one group, it's going to work well with another. I'll give you an example of something that happened to me. I once delivered a speech that was received with a lot of laughter and applause. And it, my speech was about success and, um, you know, working hard. And it really got my audience pumped up. But I gave the same exact speech to another audience, and it was a complete dud. You know, my first speech ended in a big loud applause and a lot of laughter. But the second speech, like I said, it was a dud. I was talking about success and going out there and getting what you want, but I didn't realize that the audience that I had had a completely different educational background and a different set of attitudes. They needed a different speech than what I gave them. So had I have really researched my audience a little bit more, I wouldn't have been sitting there embarrassed due to the dud speech that I gave. Try to get information about your audience before you speak in front of them. You can do this through interviewing. Find out about the occasion. Try to find out uh, the setting of your speech, where it's going to be. Are you going to be in a large room? Are you going to be in a small room? Is your audience going to be large? Is your audience going to be small? Try to find out as much information as you can. You can do that by just you know asking around, looking at past events uh, that uh, the uh, the event that you're speaking at. Look at the past people who have attended. What type of people are you going to have there? Uh, what's the purpose of the event? Call your listeners before you speak to them. Uh, find out a little bit about what they know about the subject. Find out a little bit more about them. Uh, you can do a survey. You can do um, before you speak to your audience. You can send out surveys. You could send out polls or. Um, a survey uh, 
talking about information on their attitudes and you know their interest. That will help you find out a little bit more about your audience. There is a lot of audience diversity. Gender, for instance. Don't stereotype uh, men and women. Uh, a lot of the times people like to stereotype the two. Uh, people assume that men automatically know more than women when it comes to tools. And a lot of the times people think that women know a lot more than men when it comes to babies or raising children. That is not the case, and that is something that you need to avoid. Don't stereotype gender. Don't assume that one gender knows more than the other. Age is another thing. Be sensitive when you are talking to your audience. You don't know how old or young they are. You might need to give some background information when necessary. There's a lot of younger people that might not know what you're talking about, and there might be some older people that might not know what you're talking about. So be sensitive. Give some background information. Not everybody knows who the most popular musician is in the world. You know, I'll, I guarantee you that my grandmother is going to have no idea who Drake is or Kanye West or Lady Gaga. But a lot of younger people aren't going to know who um, ACDC is maybe or uh, Billy Idol or Van Halen. Be sensitive to the fact that older people might not have the best hearing as a younger person or the best eyesight. Another thing uh, that you need to look at when it comes to audience diversity is the educational background. Do not use words that they do not understand and do not talk down to them. I hate it when you walk into a doctor's office and doctors do not break it down what they're trying to say to you in layman terms, but instead use a lot of medical jargon. That's very rude and it's disrespectful to your listener. So you don't make that mistake by getting up and speaking. Be very sensitive when it comes to their educational background. Another uh, diverse thing you need to look at for your audience is their occupation. Knowing your listener's occupational background uh, can help you shape your remarks. Let's say you give speeches on resume padding uh, to a group of students. You might want to point out how one careers can be ruined if an employee is fond, uh, I'm sorry, found to have lied on a resume. Uh, to a group of human resource managers, you can give tips on how to detect false information. To a group of lawyers, you can discuss legal action that can be taken against someone who has lied on a resume. You know, so you can tailor that to your audience if they have a specific occupation. If you're talking to a room full of lawyers or a room full of human resource directors or something like that. Another diverse thing you need to look at when it comes to your audience is a religious affiliations. Uh, you're going to speak with people uh, who might all be a certain type of religion. Knowing the religious affiliations of your audience will give you some good clues about their beliefs and attitudes. For instance, most Seventh-day Adventists, for example, they're very knowledgeable about nutrition because of the strong emphasis uh, they put on health. Okay, Many uh, Seventh-day Adventists are vegetarians and they do not drink any alcohol. So if you are asked to speak to a group of Seventh-day Adventists about a health-related issue, you can assume that the audience has a high level of of knowledge when it comes to health, so you're not going to have to bore them with just elementary facts about health. Another uh, diverse thing that to look at 
from your audience would be economic and social status. Be sensitive to the economic and social status of your listeners so you can adapt your speech accordingly. Now, suppose you're going to speak in favor of food stamps for the poor. If your listeners have low incomes, most of them will probably be favorably disposed to your ideas before you even begin. You therefore might want to aim your speech at encouraging them to support political candidates who will protect the food stamp program. So if your if your listeners are upper middle class, however, many of them may be opposed to your ideas and you will have to aim your speech at winning them over to your way of thinking, which would be a persuasive speech. Now, you never know when you can have some international listeners in your audience, okay? That can happen all the time. So if you do have international listeners, you need to respect taboos. Educate yourself about their culture. Find out what what is disrespectful to them. Find out what is uh, what certain things mean. I know that the finger in the United States means F you. But, you know, if you flip the finger to someone in China, it might not necessarily mean that. It might mean, hey, how you doing? I love you. I don't know that to be a fact, but what I'm saying is educate yourself about the culture. If you are speaking to a bunch of people from the Middle East, it would be a very wise decision to study the cultural background of people in the Middle East. Like I said, learn nonverbal signals. Different things mean different things in different countries. Consult experts. If you are going to have international listeners, ask people who have maybe spoken to international people before. Ask uh, professors. Ask people from different countries. Ask family members or friends from different countries. You know, consult experts in that field. You also want to be careful with jargon and slang. Again, that's uh, something that you know you might say words that you know exactly what it means but people in your audience especially international audience members aren't going to know what certain things mean so be careful with slang verbiage me being from eastern kentucky i have a lot of slang that i can't really use in my day-to-day conversations because i'm not really around people from the mountains i'm not really around people from appalachia so a lot of my verbiage is is slang so i, I really have had to adapt to change. Always maintain a serious and formal tone. Americans usually adopt a humorous approach. That's just how we are as Americans. But international people don't really have that same approach than Americans. They're more serious and more formal. If possible, provide handouts covering some of your main points a day or two before a presentation. That's a good way just out of respect to your audience to let them know what they're walking into. And also if there's any confusion in what you may be speaking about, they'll have time to collect questions that they can ask you or they can have time to research on their own to find out things that they don't understand. America's diverse cultures, okay? Um, Avoid ethocentrism. Ethocentrism is the belief that one's own cultural group is superior to other groups. So that means that if you are from the United States of America, you automatically feel like that that culture is inferior and the absolute best culture in the world. That is ethocentrism. So avoid that. Learn the expectations and viewpoints of different cultures and groups. Asking questions in some cultures uh, believe it's rude to the speaker. So 
don't get all bent out of shape if your audience isn't asking you questions. Okay, that's why you need to learn the expectations and the viewpoints of different cultures and their groups. Focus on individuality. Don't stereotype. Uh, stereotype is just assuming that a person is a certain way because the majority of that culture may act like that. So don't stereotype. Don't don't just assume just because you're speaking to a group full of Hispanics that they all love spicy hot food and they all like to hang out with their family members during the holidays like Hollywood likes to portray on television. Don't make fun of cultures even if they aren't present. People get offended by that and you should never make fun of cultures. It's just rude and it's tacky. Okay, so let's talk about audience knowledge. If you are talking to an audience that knows a lot about the topic, your listeners are going to be bored, and they're going to be very resentful if you waste their time on information that everyone already knows. Instead, give them new ideas and concepts. Early in your speech, reassure them that you will cover new ground. Now, on opposite of that, you might have audiences that know little or nothing about the topic. So, whenever possible, use visual aids to help your listeners grasp the more complicated concepts. Use down-to-earth language. You know, Avoid that jargon that I was talking about. Repeat your key ideas and, and give vivid examples. You could have mixed audiences. Now, let me ask you, what should you do if some listeners know a lot about your subject and then the others know absolutely nothing? Well, whenever possible, the solution is to start off at a simple level and add complexity as you go along. For example, if you are speaking on identity theft to a mixed audience, you can hold the attention of everyone by saying something like this. I realize that some of you know nothing at all about this problem while some of you have already become victims. So to bring everyone up to speed, I want to begin by defining what identity theft is, and then I'll get into the nitty-gritty of how we can defeat the crime. So regardless of, the, of their level of knowledge, the listeners usually appreciate this kind of sensitivity. Your audience is not going to see this, the world the same way you do because they have lived a different life than what you've lived. They've lived with different experiences, different mistakes, and different successes. To understand your listener psych, uh, psychologically, you're going to have to assess their level of interest, their attitudes, and their needs, and their desires. All speakers want to avoid boring their audiences, but how can you tell if listeners will find your material interesting? Well, let me give you some guidelines. The first thing you need to do is you need to assess interest in your topic. Ask your listeners through interviews or surveys whether they are interested in your topic that you're about to speak about. You can have a scale such as, how does a speech on hunting for dinosaur fossils sound to you? Very interesting, moderately interesting, or very boring. That's a way to do it. You can also maintain interest throughout a speech. Once you have an interesting topic, make sure you developed an interesting way. Develop it in interesting ways. Um, you can do that through stories, visual aids, and you know, just people like stuff like that. People like visual approaches. Now, when you walk in to give your speech to your audience, they're going to have an attitude where they're going to be favorably for your topic or they're going to be unfavorably for your topic. Now, if you're speaking to an audience that is unfavorable towards your topic, if they're negative towards your goal or your objective, you should design your speech either to win them over 
to your views, or if that is unrealistic, you need to move them closer to your position at least. If you're talking to an audience that is very neutral to your way of looking at things, try to involve them in the issue and then win them over to your side. Um, if you're talking to an audience that is favorable, then your job is to reinforce their positive views and perhaps even motivate them to take some action. So let's look at the occasion of when you're speaking to your audience. There is a time limit. Usually don't exceed that time limit. Do not be long-winded. If you are only there to speak 5 to 10 minutes, only speak 5 to 10 minutes. If you're there to speak a full hour, try to speak the full hour because that's what they intended for you to do. Don't forget the purpose of the occasion. You might be a very interesting person and you might have a lot of interesting stories to tell, but if you get off topic for a long time, you are just wasting your time and everybody else's time and the whole purpose that you are even there to speak about. So try to remember the purpose of the occasion and focus on the purpose of the occasion. Also remember that there are other events on the program. You are not the only person that they are there to see most of the time. You are just usually a speaker for 5-10 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, but there are other things on the agenda. So remember that. Also, tailor your speech to your audience size. If you're speaking to a large group, you're not going to really have to, I mean, you're going to have to speak up. You're going to have to put some voltage in your voice. And you can be a little bit more loud and flamboyant. And in a smaller audience, you know, you don't have to scream. You don't have to yell. You can have it a little bit more personable and be a little bit more conversational. Now, adapting your speech to your audience is so important during the presentation stages because that is something that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to adapt during your speech to your audience. And you sometimes don't know anything about your audience, and you don't know what kind of reaction you're going to get from your audience until you're already up there speaking. So you got to hit the ground running. You have to adapt to your to your audience in that speech at the moment. So try to overcome any barriers to communication. Be sensitive to the mood of your audience. Okay, so are your listeners bored? Are they drowsy? Are they restless? Sometimes those circumstances are out of your control. It might be 8 o'clock in the morning and all of your audience members are just exhausted. They're tired. Or if you're speaking at a convention that early in the morning and the night before you guys all had to be up in meetings so everyone in the, at the convention is exhausted now those things are out of your control but it does happen so you are going to have to be sensitive to the mood of your audience try to wake up a listenless audience for your droopy listeners here are some techniques you can use invite your audience uh, members up for participation that's one way uh, rev up your delivery by moving about by speaking by speaking slightly louder and uh, kind of get your audience moving have them do an exercise before you speak but that is basically ways to adapt to your to your audience and reach your audience speaking to audiences is a lot of fun and once you learn how to key in on doing it
you will be fantastic at it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of this communication lecture series, this topic focusing on reaching your audience. I'm Adam Banks. I want to thank you for listening to the show. We will see you in the next episode. I hate public speaking.